Shomalechem Rabotai, Mishnah Yomi is continuing. We are starting the eighth chapter of Erevin. So, eighth chapter of Erevin starts Ketzod Mishtapfin Betchumin. How do we make a Shituf, a joining Betchumin in a Tchum? Now, this sounds a little bit odd because the last chapter we talked about Shituf Mavui, which is basically making an Eruv over an alley which contains multiple courtyards. And then in the fifth chapter, we talked extensively about Tchum. Tuchum is the amount a person can walk on Shabbat, but an Erev Tuchumin was a mechanism for moving the center of that 2,000 Amma circle so he could get somewhere else on Shabbat. So here, in the 8th chapter, this Mishtatim and Tuchumin is talking about a multi-person Erev Tuchumin. So you're moving the location for multiple people to allow multiple people to travel somewhere on Shabbat. So what does he do? He puts down a barrel. We've seen before you can use a barrel of wine or oil or the like. This food is for all the people in my town. Anyone who's going, who's going out to a house of mourning where the Avelim are, or to a mishte, a simcha. So we see that, as we learned before, that a Erev Tuchumin is supposed to be made for the purposes of a mitzvah, such as to go to the Dafyomi, and the Dafyomi is in a base medrash that's out of the normal Tuchum, so he would make an Erev Tuchumin so he can get to the Dafyomi or the Mishnayomi or, you know, the Siyom or whatever it is. So here, one person is putting down a larger amount of food, we're going to see how much in Mishnah Bet, to allow multiple residents of his city to go out of their default Tuchum of the city and travel somewhere else for the needs of a mitzvah. Mission continues, anyone who accepted this when it was still daytime is allowed to make use of this extension. Now the partner explains from the Gemara, it's not just he didn't have to accept it. If he knew about it, that's good enough. And then even on Shabbat, if he knew about this communal Erev Tuchum extension, he could still rely on it. But using Breira, retroactive clarification, as we talked about, well, you know, in the case where someone made a Erev Tuchum both to the east and the west, he didn't know yet which where which direction the Dafyom Mishir would be. Uh, the mission concludes Mishetechshach, but it's after Shkia, after it's already Shabbat, Asr, Shein Mavarin, Mishetechshach. If he doesn't know about this multi person communal Erev Tehumin until after dark on Friday night, then he cannot rely on it. Mishnah Beit Kama, Hu Shura, what is the Shir of this multi person Erev Tehumin? Mazon, Shte Seudot, Lekol. It has to be two meals for each person. So recall in the last parak by the Eruv and the Sheet of Mavui, it was just two meals total, or even 18 grogerot worth. But here it's two meals for each person because this is their Shabbat residence. They have to have enough food there to eat on Shabbat. It's as if that's their home and hearth and kitchen on the Shabbat at that place where they're placing this barrel for the Erev Tchumin for many people. So they need to have two meals per person. And the Mishnah explains, Mizono l'chol v'lo Shabbat divrei meir. And it's enough food for a weekday, for two weekday meals, not two Shabbat meals, according to Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Yehudo, Meir l'shabbat v'lo l'chol. He says, no, it has to be two Shabbat meals, not two weekday meals. And the, the Mishnah explains, v'zei, v'zei, both of them, Mitkovnin intend lahakel to be lenient. Now the machlokas here is how much do you eat on Shabbos compared to a weekday? The Rebbe Mayer's of the opinion that you eat more 
on Shabbos because the food is more appetizing, better prepared. It has that spice called Shabbos from the famous story of Rebbe and Antoninus. Has, you know, so you eat, you eat more on Shabbos than you usually do. So each meal on Shabbos is a bit larger. So he says, use the weekday meal, it's smaller. Rebbe Huda says, normally a person eats two meals a day. But on Shabbat, Shabbat, they eat three meals in a day. So each of those three meals is actually a little smaller than a weekday meal. So he's also trying to be makel on a person and saying, listen, you eat a little bit less bread on Shabbos than you would for during the normal week when you eat only two meals a day. It's also a, it's a reminder of something that later postgame talk about. Suda Shlishit, Shalash Sudas, is, you know, sometimes gets, gets the short end of, of the breadstick. Because in the winter, at least, people are still full from lunch. You know, lunch can go till 2 or 3 p.m. And then they turn around an hour or two later and, and have another suda is very difficult. So they say, Chacham in a barosha. They say you should plan ahead, you know, Shabbos lunch, Saturday lunch. Don't eat too much and don't overeat. The Rambam says never overeat. But don't eat too much. So you'll still have the ability to have the third suda, the third Shabbos suda. It's an important mitzvah that's often neglected due to our Baruch Hashem, the abundant blessings that the Rebbe Shalom showers upon us. Now, how much bread this actually is, the Mishnah explains, It's when a loaf costs a pundion, when four seya of the flour, the raw ingredient, costs a sella. Now, the Bartonura explains this in detail, the calculation here. He says this ends up being a loaf the size of six eggs. So it's a six kibetza loaf, approximately a 12-ounce loaf, and that's enough for two meals. Rabbi Shimon Omer, he says it's a little bit less. It's shte yadot. It's two hands, meaning two-thirds lekikar of this loaf, mishalosh lekav, when there's three loaves in a kav, which is four log, which is six eggs. So it ends up being five and a third eggs, according to Rabbi Shimon. So this, this shear of what's a standard size loaf, this six-egg loaf, at least according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Breika, so... The Mishnah brings other areas this is important. Hetzia, Levayis Hamanuga, half of this loaf is important to the Bayis Hamanuga, the infected house, the house that has tsaras, that has like splotches or blotches of tsaras, of contamination on the walls. Now, if somebody goes into such a house, he becomes Tame if he stays there long enough to eat pras, half of this loaf. So three eggs size bread loaf. If he stays in the house long enough, then he and his clothing become ritually contaminated. And the Mishnah adds another time this is relevant. Chatsi chatsi, half of a half, one fourth of this six egg loaf, leaves sola to gavia, to contaminate a body. Meaning if he if he ate a bread this size that was tame, then he becomes Hustle. It's a sense, it's a weaker tumor. He can't eat truma anymore. Now, he's not actually tame, but we render him tame so he does not eat truma along with a contaminated loaf of this size, which is enough to spread tuma to him. And it's of one and a half eggs, according to Yohanan Baroka. So please stay away from one and a half eggs worth of contaminated bread. And let me say the Rambam rules here that you do need the Rebbe Yohanan Baroka size. You need a six egg loaf per person to make this multi person Erev Tuchumin. Ich